You're listening to Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a no BS approach to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and all things mystical. Hi, hi, it's Andy. This is your Woo Woo Best Friend. Welcome back to the show. Today we have a guest. It is someone I have known for a really long time, since I was a wee version of myself, living in New Orleans, running a fashion incubator, working in the beauty industry. My guest was working as a creative director, running an online magazine, self-publishing, a guide to the city. We were like, we were just like little partners in crime doing things back in the day in New Orleans, specifically in the fashion scene. And our lives look quite different today. Before we go there, before we get into that conversation, I have been spending some time with our Manifestation Blueprint students. We just closed the final session for this year. And one of the things that I find is such a misunderstood concept when it comes to manifestation is the concept of shifting, the concept of transforming, the concept of change. Here's the thing. When you shift, when you make big internal shifts, the world around you also shifts. When we start to heal our relationship with wealth, with prosperity, with love, with career, when we start to heal that stuff, we learn to own our own personal power and create the lives of our dreams. We become more confident and more magnetic than ever. As we've been moving through this last session of Manifestation Blueprint, which I promise, by the way, if you missed it, we will open it again in the new year. So make sure you're on the wait list if you are not. In this last session, we've done so much deep work around unblocking our limiting beliefs, increasing our magnetism, and creating a blueprint to move from vision to reality. The students that have been in the course this session chose to do the course at this time to really prepare for moving into the new year, into 2023, with their vision completely ignited. What we do in the course is we guide students into soul-aligned manifestations. So we work on career, business, home, travel, love, friendship, money, and so much more. So if you missed it and you have not yet taken the course, know that we will be bringing it back again for 2023. In the meantime, what I encourage you to do is think about how you can do that shift work, how you can begin to heal the wounds that you may have deep in your subconscious around those things, around love, around money, around home and what home means, around career and what it means to be a person creating impact in the world. And if you are interested in spending some time with me on those topics and a more intimate environment, soul strategy readings are open. I did decide to open them again. They're open through this month for sure. We'll see how quickly they fill up when they're when they're all filled up. It's just me doing them. So when they fill up, we close the doors. I do all the sessions and then we get caught up on the wait list and then I will open doors again. So if you want to do one of these before the end of the year, get in while you can. Otherwise, I will continue to see you here every Thursday. We are hosting a live event in Los Angeles 
in November. So be on the lookout for details for that. It is free. You can come and hang out in person for being a listener of the show. And in the new year, we've got lots of great opportunities for in-person experiences. One of the biggest is our Bali retreat. If you're interested, we still have a little bit of space left as I record this. So lots of good ways to do that work, to shift internally, to start to heal those wounds, to start to elevate and call in the life that is absolutely meant for you, that is hanging out in the ether, ready for you. Let's meet today's show guest. My guest today is Justin Shields. And Justin, as I said, is an old friend from New Orleans. Justin is a professional creative, a dynamic leader, recently started using the term artist. I have always known Justin to be an artist. He's the founder of So Curious, a weekly wellness newsletter designed to help you live a happier and healthier life. Justin has also recently quit a full-time job as a creative director after moving from New Orleans to Austin, making some big life shifts himself, and he left his job to write and illustrate a book that's all about building community around wellness and taking good care of self. Let's get into it. Welcome to the show, my friend, Justin Shields. Hello, pal. How are you? <laughs> hey there, Andy. How are you doing? I'm so good. I've already said this, obviously, before we started recording, but I'm so happy to have this conversation for multiple reasons. One, I'm so excited to share your story, but I'm also just happy to be with you. I feel the <laughs> same way. I feel like, honestly, I have had so many different inflection points in my life where you were central to that. And so I feel like every reset that I have had along the way, you have kind of been there. And it's crazy because we, like you were saying, we don't talk every day, but it it feels like our journeys are connected in interesting and strange and beautiful ways. Oh, yes. Yeah, such a great way of describing it. Yeah. I'm, I'm always so inspired by you. And I have been since we met, which was now over a decade ago. Yeah. 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 I mean, which seems <laughs> wild because we couldn't be a day over 25, but it's true. <laughs> okay. So let's start with a bit about your story. I definitely want to get into these beautiful transitions you've had, but tell me first, what was young Justin like and a bit about how you have come into this place where you are today? I feel like that's a, a beautiful question because I think we know exactly who we are right around the age of like between five and 10. I mm -hmm. think we figure out who we are and then life happens and we kind of get distracted and lose little pieces of ourselves. And I think the journey of becoming an adult, a fully realized adult is like kind of getting back to who you were before all of life happened. And so, like, I mean, from a super duper young age, I fully knew that everything for me would come back to storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, that has been my passion, my interest, and generally the love of my life from the very beginning. Uh, writing stories, illustrating stories, learning graphic design, um, using every tool available to me to be able to, like, communicate ideas that change people's hearts and minds. Hmm. 
So something I noticed recently about you is that you've just recently started to use the word artist when describing yourself. Like when I got your bio, it said artist. And you also (laughs) said newly stating that I am an artist, but I've always known you to be an artist. So tell me what that shift was all about. It's funny um, to that point of like finding yourself and coming back to yourself. Um, I, for so long in my career, have been first a graphic designer and then a creative director. And being a creative director is nothing like being an artist uh, at all in any way. Um, It actually kind of uh, puts a bee in my bonnet when people uh, (laughs) call themselves a creative director without having the experiences that relate to it. But essentially... That career path is so tied to managing creators. It's about Mm -hmm. setting them up for success to be able to make good work, Uh, working with copywriters and art directors and photographers and videographers to make things. I was afraid of using the term artist because uh, for so much of my career, I had kind of been in that position of doing leadership and management. And so I wasn't making day to day. That wasn't a part of my, my process. And I think around 2016, uh, getting back into illustration, getting back into writing regularly, it was like this meaningful shift that helped me to start to see myself as an artist again. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's funny, I still feel a little bit weird about the term artist, uh, primarily because I'm not painting. Uh, I'm not doing many things in real life with my hands. I use Procreate and my iPad primarily, and I'm doing a lot of like editing on my computer. But it it is funny because like so much of being a storyteller is being an artist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I very much have had that same little bit of an internal dialogue around the word creative for myself. And a part of that was I was very much a manager. I spent over a decade in the beauty industry managing hairdressers, makeup artists, people I considered to be incredibly creative. They could do things that I had no skill set around. And then I did the same with fashion designers. Again, no no skill set like the skill set I saw in them. And I really struggled with, well, how can I claim that word creative when I'm seeing true talent manifest in front of my eyes every day with what these folks are doing. And I know that is not the truth. I know I I offer creative strategy and ideas and approaches and the way I write is all creative, but it was very much a struggle for me to say, oh yes, I am in fact creative. You are so creative. And Ironically, everyone is creative. That's like one of those funny things that pops up uh, for me pretty frequently. Um, I have people in my life that literally will say, oh, I'm not creative. I don't have a creative bone in my body. And it's like if you're if you're using your cognitive processing abilities to solve problems, that is, in essence, being creative. And it it's funny how we can disconnect problem solving from creativity when they are inherently um, one in the same. Mm, yeah, so it's so true. I there's a a podcast I listen to often that's a manifestation podcast and the host of that show talks about we are all creators and the way that we design our life is ultimately a creative act and claiming creativity and claiming the the role of creator is how we create the life or how we design the life yeah. that we want to live, but it feels like well, if I'm not doing some sort of art or you can't see 
right in front of you this tangible delivery of whatever it was you designed, then perhaps it's not it's not for me. Yeah, I, I do feel like people feel that way. But it's funny, like I've watched my mom clean the house with like an incredible amount of joy and pizzazz where she's singing and dancing and like curating the space to like fit her needs perfectly. And to me, that is the most beautiful form of creativity, a small one, but like a meaningful one in like building a life that she loves. So like fully endorse everyone is creative. Uh, You just have to, you might have to look a little bit deeper into the things you do day to day to see it. Mm, So beautiful. Yeah. I love that example of mom creating the life she loves. That's exactly (laughs) what it's all about, right? We're just all striving for a bit more joy in our lives. So that's how you do it. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about your story from this perspective. So, okay. You moved to a new city. You and I had a conversation right as you were making that decision. You took a job as a creative director. Then later you quit that job as a creative director in this new city, which now you've been in for quite some time. And your next goal, the next intention is to, at that time was to write and illustrate a book, and then also build community around wellness. One thing I know about you is you've been an incredible community builder since the day I met you, but take me through that, the flow from making that move to where you are now. Yeah. So I'm a man of many resets. I like to say um, I've had the opportunity to work in a variety of industries. And so to your point, um, yes, I left the beautiful city of New Orleans Uh, to move to Austin, Texas, uh, to take a job as a creative director at a B2B business-to-business ad agency. Um, Incredible experience, wonderful people. And it was one of those stepping outside of my comfort zone experiences where I I kind of learned how to lead on a larger scale, um, which was honestly terrifying at first, um, genuinely terrifying. Uh, The beauty of that moment, though, was that it was like, oh, the things that I've learned along the way are this. I'm already prepared for this. I just didn't know that I was prepared for this. And Mm. through the process of doing, um, I I became the person that I kind of always saw myself as. Mm. I transitioned from that job and moved into the tech world as a marketing director. So similarly, it was another transition, another transition. scary inflection point where instead of kind of selling services um, and doing specific ad campaigns from a creative perspective, now I'm focused on the full marketing journey uh, for customers for a specific brand. And similar to that, it was like leaning into that fear and anxiety and experiencing and learning. While I was doing all of this, I actually started a newsletter. And I'm one of those people that fully will advocate that everyone needs a side hustle. You need a side hustle, a passion project, a personal thing that you're doing uh, day to day that's just for you. One, because it helps you to like um, tap into your creativity and have a passion zone that's not just work and not just rest. Um, two, because it teaches you these new skills and opens you up uh, to new opportunities. And so um, for me, um, my journey with therapy, my journey with journaling and 
fully embracing the woo-woo parts of me, even though I'm not that woo-woo, um, <laughs> helped me to launch So Curious, a weekly pep talk that encourages people to live a happier and healthier life. So I think the combination of all of those experiences, one, increased my confidence, uh, and two, encouraged me to take bolder steps, to take bigger actions, and to kind of um, learn to enjoy the process as it presents itself. So funny story, I fully uh, was, I felt like I was on a very different track. Um, my intention with moving to Austin was very specific. Uh, I wanted to take, I wanted to take the time to pay off debt I wanted to save a whole bunch of money and I wanted to buy a house. And as we're all aware, we're living in strange times uh, where sometimes things can be challenging and you have the opportunity to, to lean into the unexpected in these experiences. And so I'm going through this journey of trying to purchase a house in Austin, Texas, and I discover even though I make a great salary, even though I've saved a ton of money, even though I have no debt, I cannot afford a home in this city. Mm. And so uh, as a, a mighty um, F you to the world, I was like, if I cannot afford a house, then I guess I'm going to quit my job. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what have I been doing I, this for? Remind me. <laughs> <laughs> so I make this decision internally and I have to think through some steps in order to make that process work for me. Uh, so I outlined my plan. And while I'm in the process of outlining the plan, I got a book deal. Um, and so like it was like, wow, me making this decision opened up room for me to be able to do this next project, this thing that I'm actually genuinely passionate about. And so it's it's wild how we will go down these journeys and expect a certain outcome. And then the universe or God or whomever will decide that, no, that's not the path right now. Maybe it'll come a little bit later, but I'd prefer for you to kind of work on this thing instead. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you know this, but I got my first book deal right after I quit my job. Also, I'm not advocating <laughs> that everybody do that if you want to get a book deal, but I had done the thing where I had like saved the money. I had made the plan. I was like, okay, I'm going to sort out what's happening next. And then I got the book deal and was like, well, I guess I have time to work on this now. Amazing. Okay, incredible. So tell me, wow, there, there's so much there. Tell me first, what encouraged you or gave you that fire to take, that's a massive leap, to take that sort of leap in the first place? Yeah, I think... Over the past few years, um, working so hard and especially being in the advertising industry, I was fully committed to being the best creative director possible. But what that created in my life was 12-hour workdays uh, almost every single week. And that's not a sustainable lifestyle. It's perfect for a certain amount of time and it's a great way to level up in your career skill set, mm -hmm. but it is not the life that I wanted to lead. It was not how I envisioned uh, going into my 40s. And so I was like, okay, 
as I get closer to 40, this is not going to be a sustainable career option for me. So I have to pivot. I have to make a, a meaningful pivot. I think that's one piece of it. I think the second piece of it is that through my experiences of um, finding new jobs and tackling new experiences, um, I've, I've learned to trust my instincts and um, really move um, in accordance with what the universe or God or whomever is telling me, right? And so I often say, like, it feels like you get these little whispers of what's next. Uh, and oftentimes we're afraid of those things. And so we kind of ignore them and we push them down. But those whispers get louder and louder and louder until you cannot ignore it. And I feel like at that point you have the option, right? Either you dig your heels in and you uh, continue with where you are or you accept, uh, you accept that voice, you listen to it, and you, you do what's next. And I think it's important to say just because you do what's next does not mean that it will be easy and good and perfect. It actually will be harder. It will be scarier. Uh, but that invitation is actually like pushing you to this next new level. And that's honestly, I feel like every point in my career journey, I felt that feeling so intensely uh, that it was time to do the next thing, even if I didn't know exactly what the next thing was. And then it revealed itself. Yeah, I remember sitting and having a conversation with you when you were leaving New Orleans to go to Austin. And you said something to the effect of, you know, this is what I'm feeling called to do next. And I can always come back. It's not, you know, none of this is permanent. And I think that's a good reminder when listening to that whisper is that following it for a moment just to see what's on the other side of it. You can always go back if you so feel called to, but most of the time you won't feel called to. There will be another whisper and another whisper, and your life will open up in a way that is beautiful and unexpected and aligns you more closely to, to your soul purpose. That's 100% true. And I actually, I want to tell you about the journey of getting a book deal because it is also just as that. unexpected. Yeah. Tell, <laughs> so, let's talk about it. Um, I was really fortunate enough to get a really random email um, to do um, a sticker book for a publishing company. It was a voting awareness sticker book. And so I was fortunate enough to do illustrations for this book, my first project. Uh, really, really fun. And it kind of opened my mind up to the fact that, oh my gosh, like there's an industry in the book industry, there are all these opportunities that I had never considered, I would say. And mm -hmm. like, I was so excited about exploring what do I want to develop next? And so I pitched another publishing company, um, this idea for um, a book called The Reset Workbook. And uh, we went through a couple rounds of negotiations, but ultimately they decided not to buy the book. So I self-published it. Um, I went through the process of creating it myself, uh, building this thing that I actually think is quite good. And um, using Amazon, um, they have a Kindle print-on-demand service that's pretty cool that allows you to self-publish your book and sell it through the Amazon store. And so I self-published my own book. And then uh, by miracle or magic, a person on my email list, 
purchased the book, told her boss about it, and her boss reaches out to me saying that we want to um, publish the second edition of the Reset Workbook. Um, instead of it being in black and white, now it will be in full color. Instead of it being 100 pages, it will be 200 pages. And so it was this beautiful act of, uh, I would say, defiance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, stepping into the, uh, I know I'm supposed to do this thing, so I guess I'm going to self-publish it, even though I don't know if that's the right thing to do. And then ultimately that leading me back to kind of what I wanted. Yeah, it's that's a, such a gorgeous approach. And this is something that's been said many, many times, but it's often the case that if we wait until the perfect moment is in front of us, we've waited too long. It's like, just mm -hmm. get it, just get it going. And you're going to make mistakes and there's going to be lots of learning along the way. And it may not be exactly the perfect vision, but that's how you, that's how you get the energetic ball in motion so that the universe or God, or source, or whatever it is for you can ultimately begin to deliver on the next level of whatever yes. it is for you. Yeah, I think opening ourselves up to like iterative thinking is so important. Like um, I learned this from design thinking working in the agency world, but essentially getting out a really bad first draft as quickly as possible is actually almost always the smartest thing to do because you can always revise it and revise it and revise it. And every time you revise it, it, it doesn't get like one times better or two times better. It's usually like 10 times better than the last time because you, you learn from that process of making yeah, you you said, okay, I've been digging around a lot on your blog and one of the things and one of your gorgeous illustrations said, so much of self-care is rewriting your moments. How does one start to do that? How do we rewrite our moments? Oh, that's it's interesting. I think um, one, self-care and wellness is so important to me personally. I think... Um, learning to give yourself the time and space to be a fully realized person is something that does not come naturally to most, at least to people like me, uh, who value their ambition and hard work above all else. And so like taking the time to like just slow down and feel and think and express uh, was a beautiful thing that that came from my therapy journey. And so I think when I think about this idea of rewriting our, our narrative of, um, you know, redesigning our stories, it is so much about checking in with where you are right now. Um, and then one, learning to love and accept yourself where you are right now. But then two, it's figuring out ways tiny little optimizations you want to make along the way. And they literally can be the smallest things, but they end up like creating these really dramatic ripple effects in every aspect of your life. Um, a really super duper simple example for me was I am naturally a messy person. I, I just have papers everywhere. Um, I collect things that I don't really need to collect and it, uh, creates a lot of clutter in my space. And so I made a very small goal. I'm going to clean out my closet. And my intention is to get rid of 100 items in my home um, and just to make room and make space. 
And so I go through this process of like uh, editing some things down and like simplifying my life. And it's like, all of a sudden you're looking at your home in this new and different way. And, um, you know, I feel like it's really weird to say it, but I feel like that small process encouraged me to reset my home. Resetting my home gave me the confidence to start making video content because it was like cleaner and more open and had less ideas floating everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that process has like kind of led me on this new journey of, um, you know, being a little bit more public facing and stepping outside of just um, showing, sharing my art, but also sharing my voice and my face on camera. Yeah, beautiful. How does that idea of rewriting your moments or restructuring the narrative how did how did that give you courage to move forward with the book idea yeah I think in order to um for me to feel confident and comfortable writing this book it it took a lot of deep self-work it took a lot of internal focus and I think one of the most interesting things was I was actually incredibly excited uh, to start to share my story publicly, right? And so um, a piece of that puzzle was um, drawing these handwritten illustrations that that give really simple concepts that help people uh, feel a little bit more encouraged. And so I started by posting those on Instagram. And then I developed my email newsletter and uh, started to include the illustrations with links and longer write-ups. And so through this process, it's like I'm learning more about myself by sharing myself with the world. And those pieces um, ultimately actually became the book. Um, it, It was not the initial plan, but focusing on making short form content uh, that was meaningful to me, um, helped me to kind of build my own, um, opinions about the world as well as, uh, be able to understand what I actually believe. Uh, there, it's funny, like the process of writing down ideas and sharing them with the world, it helps you to solidify your creative voice. And, um, that ultimately led to, um, publishing the first iteration of the reset workbook. Yeah, beautiful. And just really, truly you stepping into your truth. I'd love to talk about honesty and integrity. So much personal growth comes from getting truthful with ourselves and with others. How do we learn to step into honesty and integrity? Yeah. Um, I feel like Honesty and integrity are absolutely the key to like living a fully realized life. Mm-hmm. One thing that has been an effective source for growth and development for me is journaling. Um, I love the fact that I can kind of look back on who I was three, five, seven years ago and one, see the places where I actually am uh, still struggling with some of the same things. And then two, um, being able to see the growth that has happened along the way. And it's it's really interesting, one, 
to like it's so funny i always do one two i don't want to do that but i always do oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's interesting to see our rhythms as well and so i've noticed that uh in Leo season, I tend to want to start new projects. That's when I I feel the most bold and confident and ready to conquer something new. And um, in reviewing journals from past years, I've noticed that, oh, this is that time for me mm-hmm. um, to kind of counterbalance that. In the winter, it, it really does feel like I kind of go through um, a, a, a little bit of a personal death. And it's like, that's my that's my time to be quiet and like rest and reflect. And so learning my internal rhythms through my journaling process was an effective, incredible tool. I'll also say I am 100% pro therapy. Um, It is the best way to be able to continually recognize your patterns and you have a mirror reflecting back to you the things that you say week over week, um, oh, yeah. asking you questions that help you dive deeper into your best uh, self, the real you, uh, kind of beneath the the veneer that we kind of show the world normally. And so, oh, that's so true. Um, I fully encourage everyone listening, if you have considered going to therapy and have a little bit of fear and anxiety in that space, um, try it. Um Therapy can be a little bit like dating, so you might need to go meet with a few different therapists before you find someone that actually connects with you, uh, but it is an effective tool. Um, the Another thing that has stood out for me uh, more recently, after going through therapy and kind of working through some childhood trauma and some emotional pains that I've experienced over the course of my life, now I'm working with a creative coach. And so I'm unlocking on the other side, right, where it's like, oh, this is where I've been stuck in my career and where I felt like I've had personal blocks. And so now I have somebody that I can work with directly that encourages me uh, to build up in that area of my life. And so essentially leveraging all the different uh, tools and resources available to you to find growth. So starting with journaling moving to therapy and now working with a coach were really effective tools for me opening up and leaning into the truest, most, most authentic, most authentic version of myself. So good. So good. It's so true. It's, you know, therapy is obviously way less uh, stigmatized today, but it you don't have to have something traumatic happening presently yes. to get so much benefit. And that mirror, that reflection, I mean, something small for me that's been coming up is um, Ben and I are are planning our wedding. It's happening um, at the end of the fall. And this there's this mirror of, I, well, I, let me back up. I say often I'm a recovering people pleaser and I am finding in this process, I am fully a people pleaser. There is no recovery that has happened. And as I'm moving through this wedding planning, which is you know, something that we're doing for ourselves. It's supposed to be all about love, joy, compassion, and our commitment and celebration of that. I'm so, I I was starting to take on all of these little things that were ultimately about pleasing the folks that were coming, making sure our families were happy, making sure that all of the little things that would make other people feel comfortable and something that we already know is going to be beautiful and amazing was starting to show up. And 
it's a small thing, but it was impacting how I felt day to day. It was impacting how I was doing the little things that I needed to get accomplished for the wedding. So I could also show up fully in the other parts of my life. And that was something that there was no trauma to unpack there. It's just, okay, this is, this is happening right now. So what can I do to move through this? So you get that experience and then you get to work through all this deep stuff at the same time. So you can really crack that stuff open and move through it so that you can move closer to whatever your next level is going to be and what your true purpose is. I, I love that process of going from journaling to therapy to creative coach. That's just such an incredible path. So thanks for sharing that. I love it. Yeah, so good. Okay, I want to ask you about one of the So Curious blog posts that I was reading most recently. It was an incredible post around combating negative self-talk. Can you share some tips on how to do just that, combat the negative self-talk? So it is so interesting to me because I grew up with a mom that is actually incredibly supportive, really, really sweet. And I don't have any memories of her holding me to um, any unreasonable expectations. And so I, I still to this day don't know where it came from, but the voices inside of my head, uh, the way that I have talked to myself in the past have been incredibly negative. Um, There have been times where I fully beat myself up for um, fumbling my words or saying the wrong thing or not showing up um, in the way that I felt like I should have felt. And so I think um, dealing, a part of my process is teaching what I need to know, Um, giving myself uh, a little bit of grace by like learning about a thing and then sharing that thing uh, with other people. And so negative self-talk can show up in so many different ways for so many different people. But I think the biggest way to combat negative self-talk is really to give yourself grace, um, to accept that it's really not ever going to be black and white, right? It's like, there's so much gray area and um, accepting that gray area, living in that gray area is actually a source for joy and peace um, in your life. Um, I'd say one other interesting thing that has been popping up for me recently is um, letting go of being a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um we want to be polished and perfect and we want people to see always the very best versions of us. And like through, through recently this journey of like uh, recording myself and putting things up, I have had to actively go, okay, it's not perfect, but it's good enough for this moment. And um, there, there's beauty and power in that. It's hard. It is very hard for me. I'm not going to pretend. Uh, but it is opening up uh, a new and different, more vulnerable uh, side of Justin that I, I feel like the world needs to see. I saw that you just did 30 days of putting yourself out there that way through Instagram videos. And I, of course, was watching those videos, not knowing that this was something that you were 
having a real strategy around just putting yourself out there for 30 days in this way. How did it feel on the other side of 30 days of face to camera, really sharing your voice in that way? So making reels is really hard, way harder <laughs> than I think I anticipated when I went into that challenge. And um, I, I love that I kind of leaned into this scary thing for myself, right? I think um, if I were to give any word of encouragement to the people listening, it's like there are things that scare you that you just have to try and don't overthink it. Don't uh, dig too deep about why it scares you. Just like do the thing, release it, make it happen. And so I've I've been doing or I did the 30 day reels challenge and it was weird because I was like, OK, I'm not going to dance on camera Um, and I don't want to like record myself, um, lip syncing to someone (laughs) else talking because I don't really get that. That doesn't make sense to me. And so then it created, um, uh, an opportunity to kind of define what do I think is a good, um, Instagram reel. And it also allowed me, um, the space to kind of be creative and try a whole bunch of different types of reels. Um, so that process was incredible. I would still say it's funny. It's not like I feel any more comfortable seeing my face when I'm editing it. That is sure. not the case. It's just like I've been able to like create. I've built up enough reps where I'm comfortable going, eh, I don't love the way I look, but that's okay. I can live with that imperfection in this video. Um, or I don't love that I stumbled over those words, but that's cool. Nobody's perfect on the internet. And the beautiful thing is that like through this challenge, all of a sudden all these people are reaching out to me all the time. Like literally um, I'm getting DMs left and right where people are either responding to something that they watched or asking me a question or like making a connection. And I really think it is because they're seeing me and hearing me in a way that they maybe hadn't before. Yeah. I mean, I felt that way. I saw those videos going up. And I was like, I want to talk to Justin on the podcast, please. Like he's got so much stuff to say and I want to have a conversation. And of course, I've been someone who's read your blog and subscribed to your newsletter. And I've, you've been in my sphere. We've, we've been friends for a long time, but I had this like renewed interest in your story and what you had to say from seeing that. So Yeah. Making reels is scary, y'all, but you should just do it. Don't (laughs) overthink it. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Okay. So I want to have, to close out our conversation, I want to chat a bit about wellness. You've been building this wellness community. Self-care is incredibly important to you. The Reset Workbook is all about creating a more well way of living and being. How do those of us that are working in this space ensure that wellness is more accessible? Mm. That is such a good question. I am a black gay man uh, for people that are listening that maybe cannot see my face. And I think growing up, there was a huge stigma around therapy, around uh, kind of deep internal reflection. And I think Times have changed drastically, thankfully, um, as you mentioned before, and people are um, opening themselves up uh, to new experiences and specifically giving themselves the space um, to heal 
and grow and change in ways that they never have before. I think for me, um, the wellness community is not as accessible as it should be. We have opportunity there. And I think a big way that we can create um, a more a more open wellness community is to make sure that we're hearing the voices of all different types of people, uh, to make sure that we're elevating the voices of all different types of people. And I think that is a huge opportunity in this space that I continue to see, whether it be through uh, podcasts like this, talking with um, underrepresented creators, whether it's um, brands partnering with people of color, uh, whether it's um, not just um, working with certain influencers because they have the specific look, but opening ourselves up to different body types and uh, different ways of being and looking. And so there is so much opportunity in this space um, for it can for wellness to be accessible to all people because all people deserve self-care and wellness. Uh, it's, it's just so magnificently important. Um, I think one thing I specifically wanted to say is um, if you're like me and you have gone through a phase in your life and you felt like you're not exactly where you want to be. You feel a little bit disconnected from um, the path that you think you should be on. I, I invite everyone listening to not ask the question, am I happy? That's, that's where we go. It's like, am I happy? Am I happy right now? Instead, I really want to encourage people to like lean into um, – a different set of questions and specifically it's like, am I doing purpose-driven work? Hmm. Um, am I connecting uh, with people regularly? Am I making a meaningful impact in the world? And I think if we can encourage wellness creators to answer those three questions, we can create a more, um, a more just, a more equal uh, a more accessible wellness community. Mm, so good. So good. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. So Justin, where can our folks find your work and when will reset workbook version two be out into the world? Give us all those details. Absolutely. So one, I would love for you to sign up for my weekly pep talk. It's called So Curious, and you can find it at socurious.co. I'm on all social platforms as Justin made that. And the Reset Workbook comes out January 2024. It will be in all bookstores. So incredibly excited about that. Um, I love connecting with people. I love um, learning about people's stories. And you are fully invited to send me a DM on Instagram. Brilliant. Thank you so much for spending this time with me, my friend. It's been such a joy, such a pleasure. Thank you, Andy. You are doing such incredible work. I'm so, I sit in awe with uh, the value that you provide the world with. You are an incredible person, a beautiful soul, and have genuinely 
been a part of every one of my research. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. So appreciated. Thank you so much to Justin for joining me today. Thank you for listening to this show, for coming back to see me week over week over week. We bring a new episode every Thursday. We do this all year round. And if this episode resonated with you, if you know someone who is stepping into their own inner artist, if you know someone who is tapping into that inner creative and considering a corporate leap to pursue a passion project, share this episode with them. I know it will mean a lot to them and it means so much to us when you share our episodes, when you post them on social, when you pass them on to friends, that is how we grow the show and connect to new listeners like you. We'll be back again next week. Until then, wishing you a wonderful rest of your week ahead. So much love, so much creativity, so much manifestation magic. See you next week.